0: live for the 104th episode of the Bronx Mama Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Lozluigi, and tonight, it's Andrew and I. Andrew, how are we doing, dude?
1: What's going on, man? Good to be here.
0: Yeah, man, good to be here. Off-season. First episode in a couple weeks, but, I mean, to be honest, there really hasn't been much to talk about, right? It's pretty slow-moving off-season um a few signings around the mlb right obviously we'll get in we'll get into those justin verlander uh stephen mats among a few others but i mean really just nothing major obviously beloved at one point beloved yankees and also hated yankees but nevertheless <laughs> two guys that were you know big part of the team and a big part of this organization for a few years Tyler Wade and Clint Frazier no longer with the Yankees, both designated for assignment. Wade has already been picked up by a team. He will be in LA, playing for the Angels. Frazier has not. Also, Ruggie O'Dor, no RIP. longer with the Yankees. RIP. I obviously had some good clutch moments, but overall just, you know, just wasn't that good, right? Yeah. So that's really all that's happened. Obviously, we're going around MLB. Awards have been announced. Um, obviously Otani winning MVP in the AL, Harper winning a second in the NL. But Andrew, how are we doing, man? What else what else is going on in the Yankee World? Uh, how how ex- how exhilarating, how exciting has this off season been, man? I mean, I am just on the edge of my seat like every second on the hot stove. It's-
1: it's a slow moving offseason, and, and I wonder how much the like potential we work stoppage mm-hmm. has, has anything to do with that, which you have to imagine it does, right? Um, the, the CBA is, except, is set to expire in like two weeks, um, and, and there's a there's they're talking about what pushing up the deadline for players to uh, sign so that it, it mm-hmm. protects yes. contracts, and it's it's going to be a messy scenario, and, and I have no idea where, where they're going to go. Obviously, some of the talking points. Universal DH, maybe changes to the the CBT, but but ultimately, I think that's stunting a lot of a lot of the action in the market. Obviously, you've had guys who are coming off injuries, uh, Justin Verlander, you mentioned Noah Syndergaard signing with the Angels as well, uh, guys who are trying to capitalize on there being a market for them, uh, coming off injury seasons. Uh, I, I get that, but the the big names that everyone expects, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Trevor Story. Uh, obviously the shortstops and then some of the other the bigger name pitchers, right? Max Scherzer, uh, they're uh, It's going to take a while for that market to to settle out, and obviously the trades haven't even begun to to bubble yet. Uh, the The winter meetings are, are in a couple weeks as well, but who the hell knows what's going to happen there with regards to the the CBA negotiations. So yeah, it, it's that point of the off where we hear a lot of rumors. You read a bunch of articles where people speculate what they may think happens, what makes sense for teams to do. Uh, But ultimately it's, it's just lip service and and none of it actually means anything.
0: Right. And like I, like I said, I jokingly say that because we all expected it to be a slow moving off season, right? None of us expected there to just be major signings and all the stuff going on before Thanksgiving. Right. We all knew that. I mean, when you really think of it, I it's really correct me if I'm wrong. It's really only been, pitchers signing right like there's been a few but like I don't think any hitters have signed yet and I'm not sure if that's because of universal DH or whatever but you know obviously uh Syndergaard obviously uh Verlander but yeah like none of the none of the big offensive names have gone anywhere guys obviously Olsen there's been smoke around Olsen ever since the uh off season started right yankees one of the main players um we won't name the name but certain sources uh that was going to be done at the one yard line but obviously we know how that went a week later there's still nothing done but we'll see i mean obviously all the a's you know by all accounts having a fire sale um a lot of you know they that's a, look well anytime it seemed like the a's has a fire sale, you think to yourself you know that's been a pretty good team the last few years like there's some good pieces over there and obviously Olsen is you know number one but let's kind of you know the main topic the main you know point of tonight you know Clint Frazier and Tyler Wade now I think Clint we saw coming but you know Tyler Wade was a bit more surprising now it's kind of funny because I I forget who mentioned this whether it was one of us or just a tweet but it's funny how Tyler Wade went from When he was on the Yankees, it seemed like most Twitter was like, oh, here's Tyler Wade. Like, this guy sucks. How is he still out here? Every time
1: we add someone, it's like DFA Wade, mm -hmm, DFA Wade, what are we doing?
0: Like, oh, how is this guy still getting at-bats? But it it felt like when he got released, a lot of people were like more, all of a sudden it was like it went from 70-30 hating Wade to like 70-30 were Mm -hmm. mad that we got rid of Wade and we uh, DFA'd him. And I I don't know, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I felt pretty indifferent. I know that's not like a hot take, but I felt pretty indifferent when you know finding out Wade got DFA'd. I was a little bit surprised, not gonna lie, because I thought the Yankees valued him. I thought they valued how he could play seven positions on the field. He's got great speed, which obviously the Yankees are lacking, and you know he's overall a good fielder. And look, I think the fact that this was kind of his quote unquote breakout offensive year per se, like not even break. Uh, 677 OPS and, you know, 354 OBP, 323 slugging. Like, that's, you know, like, if that's the best he's going to be, like, I guess they just figured they could do better. And I don't really blame them for that. They're probably going more offense. But I will say that <laughs> with with the Gardner and Wade, I mean, the Gardner obviously could still, there's still a chance he comes back. But Gardner and Wade off the team, that was like 80% of our speed last year. And they, you know, they talked about, hey, we want to get faster. We want to have more left-handed bats and so far that's uh you know and i know there's still a lot of off season left there's still a lot of moves to be made i'm sure the yankees have a few trades up their sleeve i'm sure they have a few signings up their sleeve not not just big signings a few guys who are going to be under the radar guys who are, will bring speed and defense i'm sure they have those up their sleeve but so far you look at you know no gardener no Wade. it's like all right well those were like two of the three guys including glaber that were like speed threats last year so I don't well know. sure
1: but look if if your only value is going to be defense and, and speed no absolutely they do, absolutely. Have, some, they do have some guys in, in the pipeline obviously esteban right. can come up i he had a, a lot of promise a couple of years ago and i think now people just expect him to be maybe a fourth outfielder uh, maybe he he gets regular bats and he surprises us all Uh, And he turns into like what Brett Gardner was just younger and faster. I doubt it. I feel like he's just going to be the 26th guy on the roster. He could play that role. Uh, You have some young kids in the pipeline. Um, Oswald Peraza obviously is our top. Well, I should say our second top uh, shortstop prospect behind uh, Anthony Volpe. But then you have Oswaldo Cabrera who won the Northeast uh, double-A MVP award who just got added to the 40-man roster to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. He could potentially see some time. I know he hasn't played above double-A, but if you're looking for a guy to just play some leading defense and run the bases, he could potentially fill that role. So I I get it. And and yeah, it was a shock having Wade let go more than the other two. Obviously, Clint's dealing with the vertigo vision issues. Odor didn't really give much, and the Rangers are still paying his entire salary, so there's really no loss there. But Wade more so, not what we lose by DFAing him, but just the fact that it was a a shock, that you didn't expect him to be the guy that that paid the price for the roster crunch. Um, Not that you ultimately lose much by not having him, but just he was kind of the guy you just expected would float
0: along. Like I said, Frazier and Odor, that was expected like if you've made it that you knew Frazier was going to get DFA'd you knew Odor Odor was going to be a part of his team next year but Wade was the surprising one Wade if you would have you know gunned in my head asked me if you think the Yankees will DFA Wade I would have said no I think the Yankees are going to bring Wade back because I think the Yankees love Wade but I guess not um other news, obviously, guys, Oswaldo Cabrera, Stephen Ridings, and like I said this to Andrew earlier, on ESPN's uh, MLB Team Transactions page right now for the Yankees, they have it as Stephen Fidings. Um, I was you know, reading through the list. I'm like, Fidings? I haven't heard of this guy because I was just going through the last names, and sure enough, it, they misspelled Stephen Ridings. That's a guy who I could de- – he could be, like, kind of the next Luizia, right, of a guy who kind of came from – went from, you know – taxi squad arm to a significant arm in our bullpen right he showed some real flashes last year he was uh, awesome at times right so yeah,
1: there is some concern with his his elbow i believe uh, that's kind of why he went MIA late in the season, and the Yankees don't really know what the status of that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if, if if I'm a betting man, I'm going to say he's probably going to need Tommy John. And we won't see him until 2023, just because that's the way things work for us in Yankee Land, right? I was about to say but, hey, but you, you kind of kill was... my
0: you kind of killing my vibe here. I was actually I know, but
1: but but long missing. term, I totally get what you're saying that he came yeah. out. I actually saw him when he was pitching in Double A earlier this uh, this summer.
0: Humble man, like, oh, this
1: guy's incredible, right? And then but he was mm-hmm. he was a Double A closer at that point, right? when it yeah. made his way up to triple a and then i, I happened to actually be at the game he made his major debut as well through like 103 miles an hour and it was like holy crap where did this guy come from so yeah he could definitely be one of those oh look at the yankees bringing out their stable of 100 mile per hour throwers in a few years he's just the guy who comes into in the sixth inning it's like wow where did that where did they find this guy yeah he could play that role
0: absolutely um other news yankees winning awards uh Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge, both named to first-team All-MLB. Judge also finished fourth in MVP voting. Um, Like I said earlier, at the beginning of the show, Otani wins AL MVP, like Andrew predicted at the beginning of the year. Props to Andrew. Uh, NL MVP goes to Harper, his second award. And then Robbie Ray winning the AL Cy Young and Corbin Burns winning the NL Cy Young. So, all much to A lot of angry
1: fans in Philadelphia over that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, um, I And I credit to really. he
1: had an unbelievable year too, but right, I think Burns was the right pick.
0: Yeah, so do I. Um, Andrew, do you think, now, Joel Sherman, I know he, Joel Sherman has some hot takes, let's say, but he kind of came out today. I kind of want to talk about this because this is just a good segue to, you know, talk about the Yankees and what they're going to do in free agency. And, you know, basically Joel Sherman, Came out and said, I don't think the Yankees are going to go after any of the big name shortstops. I think they're going to go with a guy like Angleton Simmons or just like a low budget guy. I don't think they're going after any of these big shortstops. Do you agree with that or do you think he's just talking out of his ass? Because I'm not going to say like Sherman is one of those guys who I don't know when he tweets. I don't, like, totally just do – like, there's some beat reporters and some people – a lot of guys that cover the Yankees that when they tweet something like a prediction like that, I'm like, all right, dude, you're, you're full of shit. Like, I don't believe it's the thing you say. I,
1: I, I will say this about Joel Sherman, though. Uh, he is very weird in that when he has opinion takes, he's usually just way off. Like, when he said the Yankees should have started Tyler Wade over John Carl Stanton in the wild card game because <laughs> – that, That's what speed I'm saying. And, like, he, he... and Stanton almost hit four home runs in that game. Like, right. yeah – when he does stuff like that, but as far as like news and rumors, he's usually pretty into it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I do think there is where there's smoke, there's fire to, to that right. end. And, and I can see the Yankees. God, I hope it's not Simmons. We've talked about this before. If they play the stopgap role trade for someone, don't bring in a guy like Freddie Galvis or Andrew Elton Simmons, please. Like if your future is, you want to hand the keys to the kingdom to Anthony Volpe, Fine, awesome. Like, if you're so committed and you think that he's going to be unbelievable, you don't need to spend thirty million a year on a guy like Korea or Seager, and you truly believe in him. Like, you better be right. But if you are right, I'm totally on board with that. Mm-hmm. But we're still a cham- in a championship window, and we can't just throw some nobody out at shortstop this year. Like, you've got to have a good stopgap. So that concerns me for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because at that point, it's like, look, like the two names you mentioned, Freddie Galvis and Angelton Simmons, like. Well, at this point, at that point, we should have just kept Wade. Like, shit, man. I, I, Like, at, at that point, like, Angelton Simmons and Freddie Galvis just do not move the needle at all. And you kind of just say to yourself, like, there's no way they could do that, right? Like, there's no way in probably, like, the best free agent shortstop market there's been in – I mean, do you remember a, a better free agent shortstop market? I mean, I don't. I mean, where you have literally four or five elite players available – at the, at the shortstop position but uh, like i said dude i i it's hard for me to believe that it's hard for me to believe that with korea with uh seager with simeon with all these guys out story with all these guys available out there the Yankees, we're just gonna say now nah, we don't want to go after any of these big name guys
1: yeah That's- and there are some guys that it would make sense on a short-term deal but with the uncertainty of the cba uh, and obviously them being at the prime age and the pay window being wide open, I wouldn't hate a guy like Javi Baez or Trevor Story on a one to three year deal. Right? You right. kind of bridge the gap to to Peraza or or Volpe. Fine, but there's no chance that those guys take a deal less than five years. Like they have their opportunity to get paid. Yeah, right like I, I heard is looking for seven
0: years. Up. Right.
1: Yeah, as he should. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Even though it's he's like, like, hey, manager right hit... now, and he's like, right. he deserves that. Exactly. You just hit forty-six home runs. Right.
1: Yeah, and then, but like, it's... you got to balance the fact that, like, I get the Yankees need to fill holes in the starting rotation at shortstop, obviously, and in center field. But there's another big elephant in the room that people aren't talking about as much as they should, and it's the fact that Aaron Judge is going to be a free agent after this upcoming season, yep. and they really want to extend him now so they don't have to worry about him ever being a free agent ever again. He plays his entire career in the Bronx. So, like, that's another gigantic contract that's going to hit the books on top of Stanton, on top of Cole. Like, there, there's a lot that that – the limits that I, and I get, yeah. Should the Yankees have the financial capacity to spend 300 million a year? Yes, but we know unfortunately they're not going to do that. So you put four or five guys that combine for already 100, 120 million dollars, like there's not a lot of wiggle room to fill out the other 22 spots on the
0: roster. Exactly. It's, it's like, look, here's what, here's just what I think. I just, it's about. Sometimes it's about sending a message, honestly. Like, when you have this many shortstops available at this elite of a level, you just have to you just have to get one. You just have to pick one, right? See, between Seager, Correa, and Simeon, like, uh, there's been smoke around. I think it was Heyman who said that the Yankees are more likely to go after Simeon than they are Seager, which like, I've kind of wanted Simeon from the beginning. I do get he's a bit old, and I there's just that risk that, hey, what if he comes out in year two or year three and he just looks like an old man right he's just oh bumped yeah but I forget if it was either
1: it was either Buster Olney or or it may have even been Sherman who tweeted this but but Simian makes sense because he, he's a pretty good shortstop but he probably profiles better as a second baseman long term or as he gets older maybe you shift him to third base. So right. you throw him at shortstop to fill the gap for a few years and then when a guy like Peraza or Volpe is ready you throw them at shortstop you reposition Simeon to another prof- high profile spot in the infield continuing to bat him in the middle of your your lineup, continuing to pay him what he is, but you don't have to make him your everyday shortstop because defensively speaking, he's had one really, really elite defensive year at shortstop and then a Mm -hmm. bunch of other years that are reminiscent of Gleyber Torres. So, like, I get limiting his exposure there.
0: Yeah, you never want to be in the same breath as Gleyber Torres when talking about your defense is short. Um, (laughs) um, But, yeah, uh, so the three main positions, right? That the Yankees are kind of looking for this offseason. First base, shortstop in center field. But I mean, then they were going after Justin Verlander, right? They offered Justin Verlander one year 25 million and he turned it down because the Astros were offering two years fifty million, which I thought was weird. Like, especially after the whole like, oh, the Astros didn't want Verlander throwing out the first pitch story leaked. Like, I'm very surprised he went back there, right? That just like kind of felt weird to me. Like, damn, he's, he's going back to the team that didn't even want him to throw out the first pitch in the playoff game. Like, that's weird. But nevertheless, Verlander is back with the Astros. But that just tell, that tells me the Yankees, I guess, are looking for a starting pitcher. Um, look, Mad Max is out there, but I just think there's no way they'd get Mad Max. Um, pretty sure he's not even interested in coming to the Yankees, and that's just something I don't see the Yankees doing. But, yeah, I mean, are the Yankees going to go after a, a starting pitcher? I mean, that's... There's really not a whole lot of good starting pitchers out there, but, like, I, in my opinion, they shouldn't.
1: I'm very torn
0: on that. Yeah, in my opinion, they shouldn't because, look, like, they have, look, between Herman, between Debbie, like, they just have so many guys that you could put in that rotation, you know? Like, it, you may not, if you want to, if you could argue that, well, like, in a postseason series, you really don't have, like, a strong one, two, three. Right. If like, you know, if Gum, if like a guy like Gumby or Sevy or like whoever it ends up being like to go along with Cole, you, you may not feel that strongly about them and you may need to make trade. But I don't know about like, I just don't think there's that many great arms to go after where you could probably just you'd be cool with just riding it out with what you already have.
1: No. And then there's rumors that the Orioles might be dangling John Means. And I know yeah, he had a really, that... really poor second half after he threw uh, the no hitter, and then got hurt early in the year. But you know the Yankees are always in the starting pitching trade market uh, come the the trade deadline. So even exactly. if you only have a guy like like let's say Seve comes back, like we saw he was awesome in in the in the playoffs last year, or or excuse me, in the late regular season as a reliever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe they put him back in the rotation, and let's let's just be optimistic for a moment and say that he's what we expect right he won't be elite he won't be an ace but he'll be very good right like
0: about like, like 80 90 percent of what he was right like yeah good, so that's a good DRAs, number two behind right. cole if they if they need a third starter
1: I, I trust cashman to make a trade at the deadline this upcoming year we have no idea who would be available like which teams are going to bottom out like was, but was no, no say, Noah was like, on a one-year deal right like what happens mm-hmm. if the angels are out of it early and they say well we might as well get some for him? like cinder would be cool in the bronx right for half a year like who the hell knows
0: yeah, I was about to say, like, you might as well just wait until the middle of next year and just ride with what you have because then more guys become available, right? You don't know which yeah. team who had high hopes starts off 20 and 40 and says, all right, we got a good starting pitcher. Let's who's, you know, has one or a year and a half a year, or a year and a half left on his deal. Let's trade him. Yeah, so, like, so even
1: Sonny Gray is rumored to potentially uh, be don't on that, the trading block. And, and I know Yankee fans are going to cringe when they hear that. But Sonny Gray, like, let's be honest. Hated Larry Rothschild, right? That that's not a concern anymore. So I, I think okay. if the situation presented itself for him to come back to New York and, and work with Matt Blake, I think it would turn out differently. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm willing to put my name to some optimism on that end. But look, look, you're totally right in that it it is shocking that the Yankees are going after starting pitching, not because you you can never have enough pitching like that. That obviously is true, but that wasn't their problem last year. They had very good pitching last year. Right? They had a criminally Weak offense, um, especially a team that had World Series expectations at the beginning of the year. You looked at their lineup and you said, "Hey, this is a team that could just mash the ball all over the field," and they just could not score runs consistently the entire season. Like that's where they have to focus their resources.
0: Right, right. Um, but yeah, really, that's that's really all that's going on in Yankee. I mean, any other Yankees news and notes to go over before we kind of just kind of round up MLB and talk about what's going on around the MLB? I mean, there's really not much happening in Yankee Land other than obviously no, those three just, DFA's.
1: Just, just the, the the trade rumors we we mentioned Judge potentially getting an extension, but outside of that, uh, it's just the same old, right? They, the Yankees yep. haven't hired a hitting coach yet to replace Marcus Thames. Uh, obviously, we we mentioned a couple weeks ago the news that that Aaron Boone's going to be back. Uh, they they did hire former Met manager Luis Rojas to be their third base coach and outfield coordinator, yep. uh, so. I, I don't know how much of the needle that moves, but there's really not a whole lot
0: going on right now. Yeah. Um, something that's something that is going on. I want to talk about this from our crosstown rivals. The Mets, um, obviously, is, you know, Steve and Matt's gone to the Angels. Um, they also lost loop. There it is. Right. He had a great year for them last year. They lost him and Steve Cohen. After Mats <laughs> didn't resound with the Mets, Steve Cohen took to Twitter and said, "I'm not happy this morning. I've never seen such unprofessional behavior exhibited by a player's agent. I guess words and promises don't matter." And let's just say he got ratio to hell for this tweet. Like he like th- right now we're at three thousand five hundred seventy-eight quote tweets and six hundred forty-two retweets, and he's just getting. Re- I'm just gonna read some of the replies. Grown man shocked people don't kiss his feet when he leaves his house. Uh Let's see. This one's from the Frank the Tank from Barstool. How about stop these tweets and bring back Baez and Strowman, signing an outfielder, and Chris Bryant, getting some relievers and getting a good manager. It seems people are fleeing you in tweets like this or why. You are fall, flailing away like Conforto as we lose 3-2 with 15 left on base. <laughs> oh, that's a great tweet. But, uh, I mean, it really, like, Steve Cohen, for a guy that's been in business, and for a guy that has probably so much life experience, it's like, dude, This is free agency. Like people probably say things all the time of like, "Oh yeah, we'd love to be here." It's like, dude, like, what? Like this is this is how it works, man. Like nothing's official, nothing's set in stone until a pen hits paper, until that contract. It is a little arrogant
1: for him to be like, "Well, well, Matt's used to play for the Mets, so like he's just gonna, you know, we're we're gonna throw out an offer, and he's just gonna lay out, uh, you know,
0: roll out the red carpet, but just sign our
1: contract." Like, what? No, like this guy's trying to get the best offer for him. He doesn't owe the Mets anything.
0: But really, just, like, to tweet that, it's like people are saying, like, yo, like, this is, like, so childish, man. Like, this is, like, dude, like, you don't think players are going to see, like, you know, players see this, like, this is a bad look, man. And, like, really, that's Especially
1: after they just lost Syndergaard as well. It's like, I get why he's upset. But part of it, why teams, why players don't want to sign with you is the culture. And it's, it's not, a, dude, you don't it's even have a manager yet. He was
0: there. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's like you literally don't need like players. You want players to sign with you. It's like, dude, there's not even a manager. Like I think that's not like a, you know, a be all end all to where guys sign, but it's like, I'm sure if you're a player, you want to know who the epic manager is going to be on the team you're signing with. Like that's kind of important. But, yeah, I, that tweet just I, – I actually, like, it was one of those tweets where I couldn't believe it was real. And it's, like, if you go on, you know, social media, like, there's copy copypastas. And that's 100% going to be, like, a copypasta meme just like that. Like, I've never seen – like, I guess words and promises don't matter. It's like, dude, dude what? <laughs> like, what? Like I actually, I really can't believe he tweeted that for a guy it's like I said, Nick for, Castellanos. Part too. Yeah, like I'm like for a guy that has, has as much life experience as Steve Cohen, and has had as much like business experience as Steve Cohen to to literally to be like outraged that like you got like you feel like you got left at the altar, you feel like you got deceived or lied to. It's, <laughs> this is how the sport works, man. It's like, dude, welcome to free agency, man. Like nothing's official till pen hits paper, man. Uh but yeah that that was it was pretty damn funny. Um what else happened around MLB? Uh yeah, like I said, the, the Angels have accounted for like eighty percent of the offseason move so far. Like they've just been they've just been doing like everything while you know most teams just haven't really done much yet. Um some key dates to just to mention. December right now, December as of now, December 1st is a non tender deadline. I'm not sure if that's the new date. Um, it's also in the collective bargaining agreement expires. The winter meetings are December 6th to December 9th deadline for arbitration el- eligible. players is January 14th and then the arbitration hearings begin January 31st. So as as of now right, that could, it's all subject to change. Um, yeah, uh, anything else we got Andrew? Uh, oh, forgot to mention Aaron Hicks made his winter league debut tonight and went over four, but he did hit two balls to right field. That would probably be Yankee stadium home run. So we got that going for us.
1: The thing with Hicks and we've talked about this a a ton, uh, maybe not in the podcast, but definitely in our group chats is just like, he's got to figure out how to, how to hit the ball left-handed or else he's just got to abandon the switch. Hey
0: man, just, just go one side dude it's because you saw it last year I, I don't
1: i don't have the numbers in front of me I, I, I could pull it up and then source it in like a minute but it, it was a very hefty righty lefty split and for a switch hitter the whole point of you being a switch hitter is that you should be able to hit the ball well from both sides and he he simply wasn't he looked like like a predominant right-handed hitter and look if he's gonna have a, a somewhat level of success hitting right-handed then just do that. That's your calling card, man. Like give up the switch hitting and you are a full-time right-handed hitter. Like if you hit 250 with 25 home runs, fine, we'll take that. We don't care that you can't hit lefty anymore. Like who
0: gives a shit? Exactly, man. It's it's like you just let it go, man. Just stick to one side. It's, it's really, especially when you've been just so brutal for one side for just such an extended period of time. It's it's time, it's time to give it up, man. And I don't um, even know
1: if it's been for that long, right? It's really just shown it's ugly head like the last year or so
0: mm-hmm. yep uh good old hicksy but and real quick prediction i want to hear from you is then, brett gardner is brett gardner a yankee and until he's Hatchy not
1: World? i'm gonna say yes yeah I... <laughs> i'll tell you what though the they made a big deal about him not taking off his uniform for like two hours after they lost to the red sox in the wild card game yeah which to me kind of said he knew this was it, and the second he takes his uniform off, it's never going back on. So, so maybe, but like we've done this charade for three or four years now. Until I see Brett Gardner's announced his retirement or Brett Gardner signed with X team that's not the Yankees, he's coming back. <laughs> I have to believe that.
0: Yeah, it's just obviously the whole thing with Gardner. We've said this for literally every year we've done this pod. We've said this. It's like, hey, Gardner's brought in to play half the games, to be the fourth or fifth outfielder, to be a backup and every year he ends up playing like 150 games and being a starter. So, I get that they don't want to if they don't bring him back cuz they probably just want to avoid that. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm kind of with you until he's not. He he is. Um Oh yeah, that's something I mentioned. And I'll be Hall of Famers uh the uh the ballot for next year got announced. First timers, Big Poppy, Arod, Ryan Howard, Tim Lincecum are among some of the 13 first time candidates. Uh obviously Ortiz is going to be interesting because obviously Ortiz, he wasn't like one of the main steroids guys, obviously, but he definitely has the steroid smoke around him. Like, if you kind of just in tune with the MLB, you kind of know Ortiz probably was juicing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, A-Rod... It's gonna take a while, if ever, for him to get on. And it's the last and, year. For and Bons yeah, and Barry, Barry right? Bonds and Clemens last year, along with I think Shilling too. It's his last year as well. Yeah, it is um, Shilling's last year. None of them will probably get in, which is a shame. Um, also new to the battle, Justin Morneau, J. Roll, Jake Peavy. I feel old. oh oh my God, Jonathan Pappelbond's on the Jonathan ballot. Jonathan I mean, on, yeah. Man, like that to and, share. And to share,
1: do you love. say to share? Yeah,
0: Prince Fielder. I think Prince Fielder has a chance i don't think he'll get in but like i think he'll
1: get like a a solid yeah but but remember he he had had the longevity and and he did have to retire early because of like issues or whatnot i think that's gonna hurt him if he played another three or four years he'd have a lot stronger case
0: i don't think he's gonna get in but i think he'll have like solid numbers like he's not just gonna like be off the ballot in a year or two right like he'll get like you know maybe 60 percent or something like that but yeah I don't think he'll get in cuz he just you just have to have longevity right and he just really didn't he meant he was one he was like a top 3 top 5 power hitter in the game for a good 5 6 year stretch he yeah. was, was awesome uh but yeah anything else tonight we talk about like I said this is a short episode really not much going on we're going to have a much hopefully a much more like in depth, those hour long episodes. Once things actually start happening, the moment there's a big trade, we'll have an episode about that. The moment there's a big signing, there will be a full episode, but yeah, right now it's just, we're just trucking along, right? There's just not much to talk about, but Hey, a few things here and there and hopefully cashman stops being Cuckman, right? That's kind of what we say every year. That's what <laughs> we joke about, but yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the funniest thing was when, of course, like the day that teams start making signings and making moves was the same day that Cashman does his sleep outside right in the tent and everyone just posting the meme of like oh like this guy signed and everyone's quote tweeting with like cashman just sleeping and i'm like yeah of course right like it just <laughs> too easy for this to be the day that teams start doing things cashman there's just pictures of cashman sleeping all sleeping. over. sleeping <laughs> just like god damn <laughs> on the it.
1: concrete
0: yeah yeah yep. look live looking at brian cash and all other teams do things oh that's hilarious gotta yeah, love twitter um oh yeah also I should mention geo congrats to geo rochella got married um, I know Andrew posted that on our BBB Twitter. Congrats to geo. Hopefully has a nice bounce back next uh, year, next year. If he's on the team starting he's right? even on the team. Yeah. That's, that's like the whole thing, man. We'll see. I think, I think we're going to, I, it could be geo. It could be, I think we're going to get at least one surprise trade or one surprise guy that most of us expect to be on the team next year. And just the Yankees say, Nope, this guy is actually get being packaged in a trade. And uh-huh. Well,
1: look, I'll tell you, that there are some, some interesting options, right? So, Gio played a lot of shortstop last year, and I don't think the Yankees are going to throw him as a full-time shortstop next year if they decide to pass on the big-name guys. But, like, do you see a window where maybe they just say, hey, we're not going to bring Gio back or we're going to have him be the Tyler Wade role, right? Just a bench guy who could play shortstop uh-huh. behind someone else and then maybe sign, uh, I don't know, chris bryant is that too aggressive maybe to play third base like it's and Chris with chris bryant obviously he has the flexibility to play the outfield as well so mm-hmm. like is there is there any world in which that's a target for the
0: yankees i don't know i don't know it, like look i just keep thinking about the whole hey we want a more left-handed bats and faster and, it, it, and like, every like, name that gets
1: connected with them exactly Matt that's
0: is right handed dude I'm that's what i'm saying it's like look like there's only so many guys you're going to sign, right? It's like – it's not like you're going to go ahead and sign, like, a full seven, eight guys and get, like, a, a complete new team of left-handed bats. It's like, look, man, you're only going to make, like, give or take, two or three signings that are going to probably be in your lineup. Like, if, if, two, if two or the three are kind of right-handed hitters who are slow, then, hey, man, what, what happened to this whole left-handed hitter speed guy, right? I,
1: yeah, you still got to figure out what to do with, with Andujar
0: and mm-hmm. – Lord knows what's Maybe Andujar Maybe har Is the triple A First baseman Next year I think it's- yeah, And then what about
1: Luke Voigt Like it- if we're gonna If we're gonna get a guy Like Matt Olsen Or Whoever else Right Maybe we bring back Rizzo Like you gotta figure out What to do with Luke Voigt
0: Yeah I think I think Voigt's getting traded I think it's a matter of time Yeah I agree I, I think he's just gonna Get traded Somewhere So he'll go to Some random team Then he'll go to Like the Diamondbacks Or somewhere Just some random NL team Um but, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for tonight. Uh, quick episode, like I said. Hopefully, next time we're back, we're talking about a big trade or a big signing, and we're happy, or are jubilant. But, until then... We don't then,
1: want to be happy. What are you talking about, man?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. or Oh, I've also forgot to mention Wander <laughs> Franco. Uh, the rays have money question mark what? That, that's not allowed i, I, I thought Ron, that was against the I'm rules Burgundy. like the rays just said hey all right we're locking up like this guy wander franco came up for us he was unbelievable got on base basically every single game he played in so we're gonna lock him up for 11 Never. years 190 million with the possibility of it being 12 years 220 million um that contract matches the rays payroll for the past four years um yeah, so Wander Franco. The a- if you were sick of Wander Franco last year, like we all were, guess what? He's going to be in the A at least for the next decade. So that's fun. That that's well, very
1: well, uh, look luck, look, look. It's the Rays, so they may very well trade. him I was about to like say Rays, most cause likely because that's
0: what I they do. About- I was about to say most likely. Uh, it's just we thought Evan Longoria was
1: going to be uh, a Tampa Bay Ray forever, yeah. and they traded him like He's four not- years into his contract. So
0: St- Stan signs that huge contract with the Marlins. Look what happened there. So yeah, he- you never know, but. There's the fact that hey, there uh, Wander Franco's going to be a Tampa Bay Ray for the. It's
1: course. bad news to all Yankee fans. Yeah, he's, he's an unbelievable. he ain't player.
0: going anywhere anytime soon. That's the bottom line. So yeah, uh, you know, smart look. When you uh, I I'm a total believer in that. Like you see more teams do that year in year out when it's like you have a really good young player and he comes up and he pops and he's awesome. You lock him up. Like, I, I completely agree with that. Like, I wish the Yankees did that with Judge. And you know, it's like, oh, the Yankees don't do that They're against the Yankee way. But I don't know. I believe in that. When you have a young guy, you say, hey, man, you know, we got you're not going to be, like, you know, uh, free agent eligible for another few years. But you know what? Here's a five-year, like, $80 million deal, right? Or a free, no, but look, there's like, no better example than,
1: than, than the world champion Atlanta Braves signing right. Ozzy Alves and uh, Acuna to, to similar deals like that. And, and you you know Well before people, free agency
0: A lot of people could say like oh well like you're getting lowballed But it's like look man it's about security It's like I know that for the next six Seven like for a lot of these guys like look a lot of these guys They say hey man I know I'm going to be making Like 10 million for the next six seven years like that's good enough For me man like you know like you People don't get that like people are like oh you could have made Like 18 million in this year but it's like yeah man But like like 10 million isn't like pocket change, dude. I'm still, yeah, but there's also pocket. risk too, right? Because Exa- that's what I'm saying. Make, it's about security. Like you, like, hey, you man, want to make
1: $500,000 for like the next three years and then potentially make way more. Or do you want to make $5 million immediately? And then exactly. if you, if you're dog shit in two years, you're still got you're still guaranteed to that. Like, look,
0: when you're, when you're on your rookie deal and then you, you have the chance of like, Hey man, you could be getting paid like 8 million starting next year for the next like five years. It's like, Hey man, that's, exactly it's tough to turn that down so i'm a big believer in locking up your uh young guys who you know come come up and to what wander franco did right what i, I forget what the exact number that streak got to but i mean he literally was on base almost like every game he played i think it was like yeah. something like 50 straight games he was on base it just dude's so good obviously he had you know had, the, had some blunders in that postseason series against the red sox but like you know that's a part of growing up man that's a part of being a young player it's and now he has postseason
1: experience
0: exactly at an early age. Yep, this is very fun. Uh they're very positive note to end the show on. Uh, feeling very good. Rays are probably going to win like 130 games next year. Um, so for uh for Luigi for Andrew, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle podcast, and we'll see you guys next time.